Check, 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 check. Why is there a red squirrel staring at me? Hey, this is CollarWorks Radio, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. This month, I'm talking about something hidden in plain sight. A thing or things that, for the most part, go unnoticed. And what I'm talking about is art in public spaces. Settings that somehow mask the presence. Because I think if we are not told to look, or if we are not in that special place that is designated as a looking spot, we won't or don't take the time. And that is because maybe our modern life doesn't account for that time to look, to wonder, and to think. I remember a long time ago working in the Saatchi building on Hudson Ave in New York. And in the lobby, there was this giant Frank Stella just kind of sitting there. And I don't think anyone in my office could have even described it accurately, maybe, or even knew who had made that thing that sat there and greeted them. Like taking the time to just walk up and read that little label was not accounted for in the day-to-day, or even just once. And I used to think that that was one of the shortcomings of, I guess you would call it like visual art, that it didn't demand our attention like other facets of our lives. Like, in a way, it, I, I was expecting it to compete with, say, like, Monday night football in some way. And that's absurd. Because something as passive as a canvas on a wall or a block of stone maybe in the corner or a piece of paper coated in silver behind a frame could have that much of an active role in our relationship of the everyday. And and maybe for some people it does, and that's amazing. But I don't think we can expect that much from art, the capital A. And in that regard, I take it all back. I don't think it's the object's job. It's our responsibility to take the time and make the time 
And we need to make those moments to sit and stare and wonder. And God knows that there are so many things vying for our attention. But if we can just hit pause and say, let me think about this. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm up at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my stash spot. 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street. Off-white Lexus. Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm up at Bed-Stuy. Home of that boy. Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata, still sipping my ties. Sitting courtside, Knicks and Nets give me high five. I be spiked out, I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from... Famous in a Yankee can. You should know I bleed blue, but I ain't a crypto. But I got a gang of walking with my click though. Welcome to the melting pot. Corners where we selling Africa been by the home of the hip hop. Yellow cap, gypsy cap, dollar cap, holla back. For foreigners, it ain't fair. They act like they forgot how to act. Eight million stories out there in the naked. City, it's a pity half of y'all won't make it. Me, I got a plug special where I got it made. If Jesus paying LeBron, I'm paying Dwayne Wade. Three dice, Zelo. Three card Marley. Labor Day parade, rest in peace, Bob Marley. Statue of Liberty. Long live the world trade. Long live the king, yo. I'm from the Empire State. That's So they could step out of bounds quick The sidelines is lined with casualties Who sip the life casually Then gradually become worse Don't fight the apple eve Caught up in the in crowd Now you're in style And in the winter gets cold In vogue with your skin out City of sin It's a pity on the whim Good girls going bad The city's filled with them Mommy took a bus trip Now she got a bust out Everybody ride her Just like a bus route Hail Mary to the city You're a virgin And Jesus can't save you Life starts when the church in. came here for school, graduated to the high life. Ball players, rap stars, addicted to the limelight. Empty in May, got you feeling like a champion. The city never sleeps, better slip you an ambient.
Okay. Oh, and then like just um, um, is it Fabian or Fabian? Neither. Neither. Damn it. Whatever. <laughs> How do you say? Fabian. Fabian. So Fab, phonetically Y E N, like y- the currency. Fabian. Nope. Fabian. Fab. Fabian. Yes. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm a baby. Okay. I'm Fab just gonna, Yen. Fab Yen. Okay. No, no. No. Say it. Do it again. Fab. Fab. Yen. Fab Yen. Okay. Right. Everybody changes to Fab. Fab. Yeah. Fab Yen. The French like throws everybody and wants, it's French. wants to like elongate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. Well, I'm not so good at talking, but um, <laughs> ironically, I, I know. I'm like a s- small child. Fabian. Nope. What did I say wrong? Fab. 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 Fabian. Okay. I might just say Fab. Can I? Fab's fine. Okay. Yeah. What do you go by? Fabian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go by your name. What's your American name? Um, all right. Well, uh, Fabian. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Okay. That's. <laughs> the, I, I'm going to screw it up again, so I'm just warning you. And feel free to correct me and whatever. I've stopped. I think I stopped correcting people in, like, fourth grade. Oh, really? But yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Let it go. I know. Well, my my wife's name is Kira Garig. And mm-hmm. if you can imagine, people screw up. Well, both, really. Um, but <laughs> the the last name is probably the worst. Yeah. I think it's, like, the whole French thing. It's, like, just, like, not... I don't know. I don't know what it is. The A's are hard. Yeah. A's are hard. Um, trying to e think. is I and yeah. I is E and yeah. And I, any yeah. language. Yeah. Um, so, well, thank you again for doing this. And we're here in, what would you describe? How do, what's the technical term for this room? This is my storage room. <laughs> okay. Storage room. One of the storage rooms. Okay. But it is the fine art storage room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to furniture or utility art. Oh, really? Yeah. You, wait, wait, what's utility art? Utility art is more like decorative decorations. Like I need something for my office. And it's like, oh, I have oh, a framed okay. picture of a I got you. Monet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Easy reading art. Easy reading. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I picked that term up uh, at Vassar. Oh, okay. Easy reading Is that, from a, a collection. Yeah, from a, the curator at Vassar. She's like, oh, you want easy reading art? I'm like, uh-huh. oh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you went to school? No. Oh, no. Okay. No. Um, I went to Albany High School. I was born and raised okay. here. This was, oddly enough, like my first museum, quote unquote, my first playground. Oh, okay. At the plaza. Yeah. Uh, like core, core memories. Yeah. So uh, Albany Public Schools and then to SUNY Albany. Studied photography. Okay. Psychology. So I was with Danny and... Danny, okay. Um, Phyllis? Phyllis. Yeah. Yes. I'm getting older. Yeah. Um, so did... My world kind of centered around photography. Um, and then uh, wrapped that up and went to Hopkins for grad school. Oh, okay. And then 
Okay. And that was museum studies. Museum studies. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it was like the last day of SUNY Albany as a senior and Phyllis needed to put together a student show. And she was just like, just grab some pieces and let's like make an exhibit. I was like, okay. okay. Oh, wow. And That's funny. that was like the start of it. That got that you was hooked. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we skipped over though. You're the chief curator of <laughs> this. Yeah. Collection, right? I, What's the like the official title of the collection? So, oh, backing up, I'm actually the assistant director of curatorial and visitor services. Oh, okay, for the New York State Office of General Services. Gotcha. So, under New York State, you have the agencies. OGS is one of the agencies. I'm the assistant director and the chief curator. Wow. So what I oversee uh, is the Governor Nelson Rockefeller Empire State Plaza Art Collection. Mm. I know. No small task, right? Uh, No, no, no small task. Um, I do currently oversee the New York State Harlem Art Collection, Uh which are works uh, from 1920s to 1976. uh, Black and Puerto Rican artists, mainly based in what were the parameters of Harlem in the 20s and through 70s. Okay. Um, Also oversee um, exhibits and art and loans in the New York State Capitol. So the Hall of Governors, the Hall of New York, uh, objects that are loaned or borrowed uh, through the offices. Okay. And the New York State Executive Mansion. So the Governor's Mansion, all of the art and loans, objects, furniture. Interesting. In there. It's okay. A, that comes and goes through you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. And my director. Yep. And your director. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. We have uh, an assistant curator uh, who's phenomenal and a bed of historical information who I lean on daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a registrar. And that's about it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, four man bands. Yeah, for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then all of the art in OGS owned buildings throughout the state. Oh my god! So okay, Binghamton, Watertown, Buffalo, Harlem, hmm. anything out there. And you keep track of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. I can't huh. give you a number on, oh, yeah. <laughs> on objects uh, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. But so your interest, you stemmed from that last little nugget at SUNY with Phyllis. And then you go to where, say it again. I um, went to Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins for yeah. museum studies. For museum studies. For okay. my master's. And then from there, uh, well, not from there, but mid there. I started working at the Apaca Gallery. Oh, okay. And then really kind of under Jim, Mm -hmm. Richard Wilson. Yeah. Spread my wings a little bit more curatorially. Okay. Um, Had a pretty hefty exhibit Mm -hmm. schedule and uh, programming, writing, all of of that came Mm -hmm. back in. Okay. And yeah. Did now being an Albany native, were you, was this even on your radar as a thing you could like be part of? Like, not this? be part of it was kind of like the it exists, yeah, 
and it's there. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody automatically, and I think I automatically thought too, oh, it belongs to the New York State Museum. But it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's interesting. That's that's like a funny distinction because, you know, my interest in this was like, here is this like amazing collection of like modern work um, that's almost, I would think, exclusively like unique to New York, um, being that it's like Rockefeller had this kind of taste, maybe. Uh, maybe he got it from his mother and then he did this kind of extraordinary thing with it. Um, and like, I put it in this place where anybody like on the day to day can see it. Yeah. Um, so I guess for the, for somebody listening, like what, could you give us like a little history of the main collection that's sitting out in the concourse? Sure. So, you know, understanding Rockefeller and where he came from. Uh, collecting family. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, his mother um, was one of the founders of the Museum of Modern Art. He was on the board at 20 years old. Oh my I'm God. I'm not okay. even sure he was out of Dartmouth uh-huh. at that time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, kept collecting, kept collecting. He... This isn't novel, this setup. Oh. For the Rockefeller families. Oh, for the Rockefellers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, this, they were the UN. They were Rockefeller Center. Mm -hmm. Um, They all had built collections for public spaces. And he was, that was ingrained in him that art, Improves the quality of life. Mm -hmm. So when he became governor here, the 49th governor was 1953-ish, I think. Mm -hmm. Fact check. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll believe you though. You say it. Yeah. But, um, you know, and that's when the concept for the South Mall project, Mm -hmm. which is what it was first called, came up. And before... The first kind of project even hit our like architectural paper for design. Mm-hmm. He knew that there was going to be an art collection involved. Okay, um, and it married to the architecture. It may, okay, so um, the for each construction project on the plaza, there's what, four agency buildings. There's the main platform, yeah. which is the plaza and the concourse. There's the Corning mm-hmm. Tower. There's the egg. Um, so for each construction project, there were funds set aside with each project to buy works of art. Oh, okay. So that's how married we are to the architecture hmm. and also why it belongs to OGS. Now, okay, was the... Do you, I don't know if you, would it, like, were the architect, were they, like, were they selecting the work? Were they, like... No, it was, so Wally Harrison was the architect. Uh, He was also a collector. Although, Mm -hmm. from what I understand, Rockefeller, I mean, was 
very kind of overbearing in his selection of design and architecture. So I'm not sure. I think Wally Harrison just like put the pen to paper. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, he, like the other Rockefeller projects, developed uh, an art commission. Mm-hmm. And they selected yeah. works from galleries and museums, what was currently showing super contemporary, super contemporary. for New York at the time. Yeah. And then they proposed them to Rockefeller and he signed off on them. Oh. So it wasn't, it's, I, I'm, I don't believe that the commission had their own vision as individual art experts. You know, mm. uh, Dottie Miller didn't pick anything different than anybody else would. Seymour Knox. Okay. Um, and all of our collections mirror each other. Mm-hmm. You go to the Albright Knox now, you know, uh, or look at Rockefeller's personal collection. Right. I mean, yeah, it yeah. was like one for Albany, one for Buffalo, one yeah, for me, yeah. one, you know, and <laughs> that's that's kind of how it went. Okay. Um, and the examples that we have from each artist are incredible yeah pieces from their from what they did throughout their life right yeah, yeah. in well i mean the part that kind of just it's like well also you you say like um from contemporary museums and galleries in new york um but you know in addition like the phenomenal thing is like that was like like that's like where the best art was so it's mm-hmm. like it's even like that was like the best of the world in in some way, you know, like that's, that was like the high end cutting, like, and isn't it, is it true that all the artists selected were exclusively New York artists? No, no. And that's when we see that it wasn't the commission's direction because we do have, um, well, yeah. Like is some Noguchi. Yeah. Um, but particularly Francois Stolle. Yeah. Um, who was not an American, not yeah. living in New York. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Pretty still unknown yeah. artist. Um, everybody knows that he has the huge labyrinth, the wooden labyrinth yeah, out, yeah. On yeah. The, um, out on the plaza, which is good for lunch or picnics mm-hmm. or just laying in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the art commission said absolutely not and he was like i don't care we're getting it anyway no. <laughs> like, you know. said, that. Yeah, said he didn't yeah, care yeah. Oh, okay That's so funny. i mean he extremely opinionated yeah um but also you know had um was interesting he was severely dyslexic Rockefeller. Oh, he was. I didn't know that. And yeah, not a lot of people do. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know if that's a, that's a true statement, but abstract art spoke to him, you Mm. know, in a way emotionally that, uh, and, you know, partially because of his, his upbringing and, and his knowledge of how that art belonged in history and Mm -hmm. how important it was at the time and, and place. Yeah. In history. But uh, it really spoke to him emotionally and he really wanted other people to experience that emotion. Mm -hmm. So when the South Mall was the hub for the New York State workforce, he's like, you know, people can leave their desk for lunch and go for a walk and look at the art and Mm -hmm. be, you know, reinvigorated and have some kind of moment of 
peace and relaxation looking at a Rothko. Yeah. And then go back to work. Yeah, yeah. But I think that may have fallen a bit flat. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the, that is like, yes, like that is the, um, uh, I don't want to say like the irony of it, but like it's art that like, I, I think, and I don't want to, I don't want to seem like it's jaded. challenging. It's challenging. And the commission knew that the work yeah. that they were picking was absolutely challenging art. Mm-hmm. But because it's so married to the architecture, and if you go yeah. up to the observation deck and look down on the plaza, it is all compositionally an abstract work of art. Yeah. So it just fits. It it fits on monumental scale. Yeah, yeah. It fits against a white backdrop of marble mm-hmm. that you would usually get in the four walls of a gallery at that time. Yeah. No longer. Like when you go on the, the tower or the, the Corning tower, the first floor mm-hmm. and you turn and see that Judd, it's like magic, right? There's like a certain like, it is magic. little <laughs> bit of like, Ooh, this is nice. And you know, if you're an early riser and you got into that room in a certain time of year to have the sun come up over the horizon and hit the David Smiths and you get these elongated shadows and the judge just glows. Like you really understand what what's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So kind of a certain like mystical experience to it. Mystical, yeah. I wouldn't go so far as religious, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, like, um, you know, it's funny you say it like that. Um, It's funny, like, even thinking about Rothko, um, the Rothko, you know, just the like the emotion in in that piece, and like even on the 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 basement of the Corning Tower, like all those hits are. It's like one greatest hit after monster, yeah, yeah. It's like. Yeah. Holy crap. And and to think, you know, at times like maybe it's just so passed by, you know, and it's like, oh, God, you know, mm-hmm. and it's that's like the the like I said before, the irony of of the collection in, in its place. But, you know, I maybe the beauty of it. I'm not sure. There's like something. There is a really weird point. In, mm-hmm. in what you're saying. And because it's such a part of the architecture, it does have a tendency to become wallpaper. Yeah. yeah. And it's really hard to drag, especially people who are on a mission, they're going to the Capitol, right, they're going right. to the museum, yeah. they're, on, they're working every day, or yeah. they're you know running to get something to eat before they have another meeting, mm-hmm. to stop and get them to just turn their head to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the... I came into OGS 2014, I think it was. And the first thing I did was rearrange all of the paintings, majority of the paintings on the concourse. Okay, yeah. And so many people walked by and said, is this art new? And I'm like, oh, no, honey. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not new. But they just, it's, it's. You know, you need, you need that intervention once in a while Mm -hmm. to really look at it with, with new glasses. Right. Yeah. If can we can we go back to like 1960 yeah. for a second or you know whenever these pieces are collected and maybe this is like more of a um a um like a uh you know like a shop talk question but these works are are purchased 
and they're they're not what they are now. Like like we know that they're historical works of art because we have this time frame. Mm-hmm. Is there a problem, it, like as a curator or even just the you know the the manager of this? Like these things have increased monumentally in their or value. Mm-hmm. Um, is there ever a worry of like where they are? Is there like, oh, that's too, that's too rare to be out there anymore? Or I think that's an interview with another person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've, I've crossed the line. <laughs> I can't talk about that. It's fascinating. Um, well, I just have the like because you know, I mean, everybody has their yeah, everyone has their issues. You know, you have yeah, yeah. little kids with pencils, you know, doing an assignment for yeah. school and falling through uh, whatever it was. Yeah. What was that incident like a Van Gogh or oh, right? You know, right. somebody yeah. uh, in he was London who like yeah. tried to climb up a jud because it looked like a staircase. <laughs> and like that's true. It does what happen is everywhere. Art and yeah. what is what is not art? Yeah. And uh, you know, we we absolutely have that problem. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a huge yellow sculpture on the that was on the plaza, the big two. The Kelly? No, it's uh, uh, sh- oh, yeah, the Sugarman, yeah. the George Sugarman. Yeah, the George it's called Sugarman. Trio. Yeah, I noticed that was gone. And that, yep, we're, conservation is underway. A huge, huge amount of of uh, generational conservation. I guess maybe that, that but, that's a better question. Like, how much maintenance do these things require? A lot of maintenance. Um, mm-hmm. I think right now more so than ever before. We're uh-huh. at a huge point um, with the sculptures mm-hmm. specifically that they are, they were made with experimental metals. You know, nobody right. was yeah. using Corten steel in that amount of mass. Um paint yeah how that degrades in the, an environment mm-hmm. um, sitting in the sun it, it's yeah. or you know being you know being hit with a skateboard mm-hmm. oh, nobody right, right. thought <laughs> being hit with a skateboard in yeah. 19 you know 69 or 70 that mm-hmm. uh anyone would ever think to you know do a no slide across <laughs> something right right you know yeah. that was you know into the 80s and 90s, late late 80s and 90s, that skate culture in Albany was like huge. And this is an amazing skate park, but yeah. it can't be. Right. And that's a that's a different that, access line that's a constant, to cross. Yeah. So, but right now, back to conservation. Do the paintings ever go out and get they freshened do. up? So I have two contracts. Uh, one is for paintings. One is for sculptures. Um, and... We have professional conservators who are contracted that come in, you know, twice a year. They do condition reports on everything. Mm -hmm. They do touch-ups on what they need to do touch-ups on. Um, But with the last sculpture contract specifically, um, we are taking out the majority of the outdoor sculptures and performing generational treatments on them. Meaning that there are structural issues that need to be addressed. We cannot any longer just keep putting paint over paint, mm-hmm. over paint, over paint, not pretending like there's cavities in, in the metal. Oh, okay. You know, uh, like the George Rickey up. Is that why that's So that's gone? an interesting sculpture too, is because, um, you know, we're seeing increased winds 
of course. Oh, okay. Um, what is rated for the winds or for the wind shear, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they have to be changed. Some of these had issues even going in when they were initially installed uh, that were never fixed. Mm-hmm. So now we are trying to attack all of those issues so that these last for another generation mm-hmm. of people. And that's really kind of my job with the collection is to make sure that this New York state history or this part of New York state history is maintained for generations. Okay. So of mm. course I won't be here, right, you right. know, <laughs> here. two generations from now, yeah. but uh, at least they have the documentation, uh-huh. they have the photographs, they have, you know, the wherewithal to say, oh, this is this is the correct yellow paint to use. Right. This is the amount of, you know, gloss that should be in Calder's black. Oh, so do you have to figure that out? Or was that like I have a supreme did, were you handed <laughs> you weren't handed like a big like manual? Oh, no, for no. The, <laughs> no, for no, the no, job. no, no, no. No, uh-huh. I mean, that's all having to to figure this out mm-hmm. with uh, not only the people that I work with directly here, but with, you know, my conservators okay. and the estates or the artists, if they're still alive, or the fabricators of the sculptures like Al Lippincott. Oh, he made, who did, who did he make? He made a lot of them. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Lippincott made a lot. I mean, that was like a huge Is he fabrication house. Al Lippincott. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's incredible, you Mm. know, uh, the adjustments that we're having to make now. Um, Some of the the works were cited by an artist originally, and we're seeing that we're having to change that. You know, it's I'm trying to not be a bad curator, Mm. um, but it's for safety or access Mm -hmm. reasons, you know, to put something um, on a pedestal. Or mm. up, you know, on grass instead of on the marble. Wow! Um, so that we're, you know, protecting our investment in yeah, yeah. in this huge asset of New York mm-hmm. State. When day one job here, were, oh were you just overwhelmed? No, were you like no, no, because it was. I feel like I would have just it, hit under my desk. So this is yeah. <laughs> this the this job has, and the unit that I work four mm-hmm. has evolved exponentially mm-hmm. um the needs of the collection when i came in day one i'm like i'm gonna rewrite the labels and move the art and oh, okay i was like oh this is this That's is bold. great yeah you know yeah and now i'm just like oh my god there's so much there's so much to do uh-huh. and to you know ensure the future of the collection and to keep it mm-hmm try to keep it relevant, Mm -hmm. you know, within the community. And Albany's hard. Yeah. Albany's tough to like, I don't know. I think I can say that because I'm from Albany. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's a hard say. Now I remember like um, I moved up here in 2000, I don't know, two or three back up from New York. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a, you know, I had I had a job um, in a rare bookstore in Madison Avenue, and I was like in like mild, mild involvement in the art world. But as an artist, I'd go see shows and mm-hmm. everything. And I move up here, and um, I just wander in one day, and I see this 
collection. I'm like, holy, I didn't know it was here. So I feel like that's where Rockefeller was coming from. Uh-huh. Is that every day from, you know, walking from what? Chase Bank to mm-hmm. somewhere else or, you know, it's like, oh, let me stop in this gallery and buy a painting. Let me stop in this gallery. Like, what is, you know, Betty doing? What is, yeah, yeah. you know, what is this person doing? And that was like the regular. And I feel like I, you know, when I lived in Brooklyn and I worked in Manhattan, I mean, it was just like, oh, it's Thursday night. Let's go to, let's go find an opening. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And taking that mindset and coming to Albany and it's, it's a very different shift. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he, he came from that. Yeah. Um, Where was, I had a question with that. Um, oh, I, I remember thinking like, why isn't this in another place? Has there ever been someone like campaigning to like move it or, I mean, they probably like. We can't. I yeah. mean, it is. No, I, not that I think it should be, right. but I'm just like, I feel like, I don't know, like people are like, oh, you know, like it, you know. It move. really is. You know, no matter where uh, we put the David Smiths, no matter where we put the Donald Judd, or no matter mm-hmm. where we even put the Calder Mobile, right? It, it's all site specific. Yeah, it is specific to the Empire State Plaza. Yeah, and it's a static collection. Right. We don't add. Nothing's being added. No, I mean he signed off on everything. And he's not here to do that. And it's the yeah, Rockefeller yeah. collection. Yeah. It, it, there's no way to, you know, yeah. to make sense of that. Right. So, um, but, even but like, that's the beauty of like a loan, you know, our loan program, which is yeah. huge. And, you know, right now, Augustine mm-hmm. uh, just arrived in Boston at MFA Boston. And then it goes to MFA oh, Houston. Okay. Then it's at the National Gallery. The one wow. David Smith was at the Guggenheim in Bilbao. Mm-hmm. Um, we loaned to the New York State Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, where else are we going? We, MoMA. We, MoMA. Uh, yeah. Do they have like, like carte blanche? Like does MoMA no. like, like be like, oh, let me <laughs> and, borrow and that. And we or, do not have carte blanche from you MoMA don't, either. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is not like an exchange program. Right, right. Okay. But it, you know, it's great. Uh, the Pollock uh, was in Tate, Liverpool. It was in Houston. So to have these pieces traveling the world and mm-hmm. then, have having the label say Empire State Plaza art collection Albany New York, right? I mean, so many people get to see it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty it's great. Wild. Yeah, um, and I've had friends in Europe like, oh, I'm in this museum, and I see your painting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That's wild. Um, quick, like, uh, I I feel like there's like a ton more to. I mean. I guess one particular, why is the Rothko under plexiglass? Is that like a conservation thing? It is. It's conservation. It's security. Um, Uh So, you know, the way he approached his canvas was, they're pretty delicate. Are they really? Um, Wow. Yeah. So also. What was his approach? Just to have the washes. The washes. So if you get like a scratch or a dent, it's. It's not an easy thing yeah. to go back. And ours is in pristine condition. It's so beautiful. It is. Yeah. Um, we are looking to change the lighting. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, you know, 
it's interesting. I was, um, I talked to, um, I think his first name is Christopher, Rothko's son. Oh, really? And asked him about it. He's like, oh, yeah, people are are now putting them under Optium. Oh. So. um, Hmm. That's amazing he would know. And it's our smallest canvas. Yeah. You know, we can't put the Clifford still under glass. (laughs) It's just a monster of a painting. You know, even the Pollock is like, Mm -hmm. I mean, a smaller painting, but it's still massive. You know, Mm -hmm. the Frankenthaler is. That's huge. 120 inches by 120 inches. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. The amount of canvas these people used. Yeah. It's (laughs) inspiring too. You know, for me, when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's big. It was so different at the time. Uh And it's such a change from now and what you think of. I mean, what I, when I was in art school. Yeah. And, you know, if you can't make it good, make it big. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, like these are good and they're big. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. Some of those out front, like the very, like the the hard geometric ones where they're in the wall. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're part of the wall, it looks like. Is that. That those were they commissioned for that space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Those are um, there were a few commissioned. Those are the site specific ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know they're on canvas. Uh-huh. They're glued to the wall. They're glued to the wall. There's no way to get them off or treat them off site or oh my they're god, a conservation nightmare. Yeah, you know, like what kind of glue did they use? It, or I guess it's working, right? It's they're still there. Glue. It's lead. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I know. And I mean, an interesting thing, too, is that, you know, what we think of today are art installers or art Mm -hmm. movers like that didn't really exist. Mm. Like people who specifically install artwork and they're kind of winging it. Yeah. Well, this was installed by Walsh and Corbetta, who were the, the the contract. Oh, okay. Contracted. Um, so possibly like some just construction people, construction guys were hanging those. Yeah. The artists were present. Yeah. I, I mean, I have documentation that the artists were here and they were directing you do. Okay. the installation. But I mean, this is, this is what we see in conservation. Like we mm-hmm. would never think of using these materials now. Yeah. And they just did, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Motherwell was mixing his oil paint and his, acrylic paints together and mm. the acrylic was all experimental at that time. Okay. So God. Huh. We would never think I don't think I was like making art long enough to ever consider the longevity of a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you do in photography a little bit with like right, fixer yeah. and things like yeah, that. Right, right, and, right. The washes and, and yeah. Right. And then like exhibiting it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, let's just pin it to a wall. Yeah, yeah. Does that, that, does the Motherwell tapestry, is that require any special treatment? I mean, it looks like a rug almost. It basically is. Yeah. Uh How weird is that, though? I've never seen anything like that. I think there were, you know, there were three tapestries that were just kind of random. There was a Kelly, a Gottlieb. Mm-hmm. And the Motherwell, and, uh, you know, it was interesting. We loaned to Motherwell exhibit 
in New York City. And another one of the lenders were like, oh, we have the same tapestry, but we have a different hanging system. Oh. And this is our hanging system. Okay. And now we're like comparing hanging systems. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's, you get into interesting conversations, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, that one in particular struck my mind, like, because at, at one point they were probably smoking cigarettes in the concourse. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, oh, my God. I mean, you even, you know, the Pollock was yeah, yeah. was Rockefeller's and it hung in the executive mansion. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I'm sure he had I a mean, cigarette now and then or something. Yeah. Now and then. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we just keep great. Yeah. Ironclad conservation contracts with, you know, brilliant people that mm-hmm. have the best interest in mind for the art and mm-hmm. keep on top of it. And that's, yeah, I guess. Yeah. What do you do? The, um, well, that's what you do. The last question and then I'll leave you alone. But um, <laughs> I remember once I was here a long time ago and there was a Lee Bontecue. Is that, was, did I envision that? It's still, it's in conservation. Oh, yep. okay. It's hard you know, we had a, like a map of the collection and we used to have to change it like monthly because we're like, yeah. oh, this is out on conservation. This is out on conservation. But yeah, now yeah. with the website, we can just. Oh, that's where it's all. Yeah. Okay. And we can say if something's not on view. Or, yeah. Because uh, you know, that one floored me. That was it, like when I first moved up from New York, I turned the corner and I just read this article about her. Like she was having a reemergence in New York, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like the the, the thing of the article is like, there weren't many of these made. And I'm like, what that? (laughs) My last, the last (laughs) event that I went to right before the pandemic shut everything Uh down was the opera. And I was at Lincoln Center. Uh And I remember being kind of dragged away from the Bontecue to my seat because the the performance was starting. It's it's just mesmerizing, the work. So, yeah, but I mean... You, I'm sure you've, you've, you may have, have had the experience of going to a museum or going to a gallery and being like, where's, where's this piece? Right, right. You know, yeah, I come here for this piece yeah. and it's yeah. not on view. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. we try to, we try to keep that updated uh, mm-hmm. as much as possible to say, you know, this is out on conservation. This is, yeah. you know, there's a lot of sculptures missing on the plaza right now that are all. Yeah. I, kind I, of, I walked it like not too long ago and I remember, yeah. Looking kind of like, blank. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I was like, oh, the Ellsworth yeah. Kelly was gone, and there's the Kelly was at a an exhibit at the Reichsmuseum in the oh, gardens, okay. and um, but the you know the Klaus Oldenburg is in conservation. Okay, the um, the Sugarman, the Ricky, you know, one by one. Wow, go and come back, huh? So, I can't imagine moving the yellow piece. I mean, that must have like. They're all monsters. They're huge. And they were brought here when there were no oversized load restrictions. Oh, my God. On the, okay. So these are things that we have to think of now yeah. coming back. Like, what is the route coming back? What What are the implications of climate change? What, you know, mm-hmm. what are we looking at for access? And, mm-hmm. you know, how much access, where's the tipping point between our access and security with these sculptures? Mm-hmm. You know, the Sugarman, we don't want people climbing on. Mm. But just walking through the yeah. the labyrinth, people should climb on, you know, okay. but not the tower. Like what, yeah, yeah. it's 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 a lot. But when yeah, it yeah. was put here, it, art wasn't really kind of 
used in that way. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't used in that. <laughs> that's that's a horrible comment on our society. No, yeah. just, <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't, you know. I know. Yeah, it's yeah, different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So, There's so many times something is well, I didn't know it was art. Mm. You know. Like, right, oh, but oh. there's a label. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but that that is that is something that just comes from our backgrounds. You know, right. it's like, oh yeah, there's a label. Yeah, yeah. It's art. This yeah, is what yeah. it tells me. You know, this is what it's made out of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that was art. That's a pretty yeah. yeah. That's a great way to end it. <laughs> I didn't know that was art. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and showing me around down in here. There's like. A hundred things we didn't get to, but um, this was really fun. Yeah. Come back. Thank you. I will. Take a tour. What Take do you mean? Gu- How do you guided tour. There's a guided tour? Yeah. I didn't know that. You call the visitor center and schedule a guided tour. Ooh. Just, it doesn't matter if it's just you or if you have, you know, 30 people with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we'll go through all the paintings and. Yeah. And talk. Yep. Oh, cool. Yep. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I will do that. Okay. I'll be back. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. a good one. All right, I'm going to try one last time. Fabian. <laughs> no, what is it? Fab. Fab. Yeah. Fabian. Fabian. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> yep. Once upon a time, some time ago back on the East Coast, in New York City to be exact, a bunch of artists and painters and sculptors and musicians and poets and writers and actors and dancers and architects all started feeling real superior to their ego counterparts out on the West Coast. So they all got together and decided they would show those snotty surfer upstarts a thing or two about the Big Apple, and they hired themselves a truck. It was a big, spanking, new, white, shiny, chrome-plated cab over Peterbilt with mud flaps, stereo, TV, AM and FM radio, leather seats, and a naugahyde sleeper, all fresh with new American flag decals and art arc printed on the side of the door with solid 24-karat gold-leaf type. And they filled up this truck with the most significant piles and influential heaps of artwork to ever be assembled in modern times and sent it west to chide, cajole, humble and humiliate the golden bear. And this is the true story of that truck. Here's a truckload of art from New York City came rolling
Oh 